0: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! You are great. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out
1: of, of bubblegum. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around
0: once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct.
2: When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Classic movies, 30 years in the making. That's right. This is the 30-something movie podcast, and I this is your host, John Reed, and I'm here with Pat. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Pat. How are you doing?
3: Ah,
1: oh, man. You know what? Great, and I'll tell you, because when we recorded last time, I was like right in the midst of all the like craziness, mm-hmm. and it was a good, I mean, we recorded what, we did the Batman comics? Yeah. And that was fun, but it was still right in the midst of the cra- craziness. Yeah. Like, There's oh, no more craziness.
2: No more craziness. It's it's, band stuff is it's, it's,
1: it's. The band! I know. The
2: band, Elwood. It, it's, yeah. it's good. There's work. Yeah. It's work. Yeah. Do you have any more performances this year other than? Only four. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs>
1: no, but I mean, no, but. And when like, you
2: had like four last week, that's. Wait, wait, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's no. It's a got, little different. We got. Uh, Some open- people are sitting here like, four? Oh my God. Yeah. We got four last week. Exactly. So, <laughs> so we've. I mean,
1: really, I think it's three. We have open mm-hmm. house, we have the incoming sixth grade parent night and okay. we have the jazz band play and they get okay. Oreo cookies it's a paying gig so they're very excited about that man you want to join jazz band
2: I might I, why don't you join jazz band I, I might join jazz band play man. the I can't play an instrument we'll
1: teach you something you can be mm-hmm. the vocal you know I can do that do you ever see the commitments
2: <laughs> can I do the yeah
1: okay you, do, uh, you saw the commitments right no oh John you gotta see the commitments okay. anyways the guy that starts the band is like the manager okay so you could be our manager All and right. then we got do that. then we play like 8th grade plays a promotion and sure.
2: that's, well, and that's that all pretty spread out. So it's all spread out. Yeah,
1: the world is my time is so elastic.
2: Basically, you timey wimey, whatever. I that's a Doctor Who thing.
1: I know I, yeah. the timey wimey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. timey wimey. Yeah, but I envy us. Time is so yeah. elastic. That's yeah. from
2: uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah, yeah. So I feel good. I feel like I can nice. talk about...
1: last week there was stuff on my, you know, mm-hmm. permission slips and mm-hmm. get to this on time. Well, and I yeah. think
2: I commented at the beginning of last time. I was like, we've started our last three podcasts with, dude. It's been a day. It's been a day. (laughs) Has it been a day yet
1: for you,
2: John? Oh, it's been a day, but, you know. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about that. Um, I think I'm doing all right. Oh, right. I'm doing all right. There we go. Okay. I'm, I'm horribly distracted by all these little boxes that are in my office over here because, yeah, um... Because they are a bunch of sets of Google Cardboard VR glasses. Okay. And we've got a one of our teachers is going to do some VR stuff with. They're watching some um, eclipse videos from back in August, cool. but it's going to be through VR, and uh, for their science lessons. And I've looked at them. You know, the times that I've been in my office several times today, but not to stay for very long. I keep looking at them and thinking that they look like personal pan pizza boxes. And and when I didn't have chance to have lunch today, I was like, oh. I've just got stacks and stacks of personal pan pizzas, and I but I don't. I, yeah. Because you can't eat the Google card. Well, it's not recommended. It's
1: not that look, you eat the Google card. Then I walked in your office, mm-hmm. luckily, accidentally picking up two sandwiches. So I'm Which glad you
2: got some food. Makes you a lovely human being. Did that hit mm-hmm. the spot? It did. Hit the spot for me. Mm-hmm. I might have to pick up. Like, I haven't another had a falafel pre- sandwich in a long time.
1: Oh, dear lord! I mm-hmm. might have to pick a few more up on the way home. Anyways, I walked in. Free
2: advertising for Pita Inn. Pita uh, Inn. Pita Inn.
1: And I walked in and I looked and it was like. Dude, pizza! Like I suddenly got <laughs> hungry. I, you like, to... I did. I saw
2: that. I was like, dude, did you bring? Did we bring snacks? Uh, we're not here to talk about food, though. We're not here to talk about, not, about food. We're talking about. We're here to talk about feeding ourselves in other ways. Yes. Feeding ourselves through film, and movies. But before we do that, there's a reason that we don't have a few people here today. There is. Bo, I mean Bo's off doing his thing. He's got you know stuff to do with uh his job with his job School and all that you know, work that crazy and, stuff yeah uh Dennis is off doing some other coaching. job related stuff coaching, coaching stuff um where's Jeff
1: probably currently yeah should we say it do it he's becoming a father woohoo that's awesome mm-hmm. yes so yeah. we, got the che- we got the check we got the check we got the, the che- check I don't know what that means <laughs> either. It's a new phrase but we got the text uh-huh yeah. And uh, they're on
2: the way. On the way to the, way the hospital. hospital. Well, this
1: was about an hour ago. So, yeah, hopefully so they made hopefully they're I, not out, I'm sure know. they're
2: at the hospital at this point. But, <laughs> you know.
1: But we wish him well. Yeah. And can't wait so, to hear the good news and all mm-hmm. that kind of things. So. Papa Jeff. That's awesome.
2: Papa Jeff. All right. Uh well, um so we hope everybody will Jeff, you're listening to this on Wednesday, probably or not, because you got probably have better things to do. Maybe you might point, be up so late. You know, he de- might be up yeah. late, and yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah. If you need something to listen to. Um, so this time around, our episode, we're on episode number 178, uh, number 178, and uh, this time around, we are talking Willow and Child's Play. This will mm. be the last, uh, the last of our big and small month. We had big, and we had twins last time, big twins. Uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, so this time around we're talking Willow and Child's Play, and um, that's a it's a bit of a broad range of stuff, especially for you because you're not a fan of the horror movies. Yeah, and uh, but you are a fan of Willow. Yeah. Or had you seen Willow before? I had not seen. Willow. You were the one that had not. We talked ha- about that last exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Kind okay. Well, that's gonna be
1: a thing with that.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, that's gonna be fun to to get into when we start talking that stuff here in and just a Child's minute. Child's Play so. was. You're okay with it.
1: Okay, well, parts of it. There were parts of it I was okay. not
2: okay with. It. Okay. All right, well, I don't have a whole lot of new movie news stuff. We could do a couple of little rapid-fire things here. Um, I did just show you the trailer for Wreck-It Ralph 2. Yeah, that's going to be that fun. Was, that was good stuff. Yeah. And I told you that we've we've had to repeat that trailer several times in my house over the last, what did it come out, a week ago maybe? Yeah. Um, especially the very end of it.
0: All right, let's get you plugged in. Wiffy, or is it Wifey? Why don't we just go in? And we are online.
3: Whoa, cool.
0: excited this one minor thing what is the internet holy cow look at all this stuff congratulations you're a winner really these 10 child stars went to prison number six will amaze you that sounds interesting ralph come on redirecting to ebay ladies and gentlemen the next item up a black velvet painting of a sorrowful kitten like it's looking into my soul. Yeah, that one's really gonna haunt me for a while. Whoa, games! Pancake. Milkshake. Out of my way, kids. Pancake. Milkshake. Milkshake. <laughs> I'm starting to understand why people like this game. Very zen. Milkshake. Hey, look what more pancakes! Let's speed it up! Pancake, 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 pancake! Eat, little bunny! Eat, eat, eat! <laughs> uh, Ralph, you might want to try feeding the kitty for a little while. No! The kitty gets the milkshake! The bunny gets the pancake!
2: Ragged Ralph 2, Ralph breaks the internet, yeah. and um, the very end of it is when he's in a little uh, kind of an iPad game. He's swiping left and right to get a, like the the bunny has pancakes and the kitty has milkshakes, and yeah. then he starts overfeeding the bunny, and and then uh, then you get a, get kind of a moment that maybe is an homage to uh, Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one? I have. Yeah, he went the, at the where he's in the restaurant.
1: Oh at yes. At the end. Yes. Yes. He's like, yes I couldn't need yes. another thing. Well, here's
2: your after dinner mint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then that's uh-huh. the, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Um so that one looks like it's gonna be fun. I loved the first Wreck It Ralph. You know, any movie that will show Qbert. Yeah. As a as a and it's, like Easter egg character. It's totally you know, kid it. accessible, right? Oh like, absolutely. Yeah. See, so we're
1: looking for movies to watch like for movie night mm-hmm. and Dominic and Danielle fall into a rut. Yeah. Dominic always wants to watch Pokemon, or okay. not the movie, but like a, an yeah. episode of or he wants to watch there's Really great shows, but they're all shows. Yeah. That defeats the purpose of the movie night. The yeah. other thing is we, we need to expand horizons. True. And so, you know.
2: It, have you gotten to Kurosawa yet
1: with the kids? We have not gotten to no. Kurosawa. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, we did Terminator. We have time. Yeah, we have time. We, yeah, we okay. have time. Um, no, but uh, so, you know, it's like, hey, I picked up the movie. And we, and most, more often than not, they get the movie. Mm-hmm. But the problem is he can get like just, he just get angry. And he'll mm-hmm. just like not want to watch it. Or he'll no bring bad. a book or he'll go upstairs. No or he'll like tip you know, we want we're gonna watch Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. And I was yeah. like, I don't wanna watch it. I said, Yeah, but it's you know, I think I'm gonna make like a movie tonight. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, really? And Danielle, I said it's the ocean. She goes, Oh, I like the ocean stuff and now because go, it's real scary. Danielle's like, I don't wanna watch it. And I'm just like, Thanks a lot. Thanks, <laughs> you guys go go both upstairs. Um, uh-huh. uh-huh. you know. So we're trying to work it in that like, hey, you know what? Dad's mm-hmm. gonna have a movie night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the movie night. Feel free to come join. Mm-hmm. And once they all get there, I mean, that's the point of movie night. Right. Is you all come together, you all watch the same thing, you all discuss it. Mm-hmm. And I'm 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 a pretty poor father in every aspect, and I'm not even like a really knowledgeable human being. However, I know a couple things about movies. Mm-hmm. More than the kids do. So trust sure. dad on this one. that right. I might have a movie. Anyways, seeing the Wreck It Ralph, Ralph breaks the Internet trailer, yep. so it makes me think, dude. That's going to be the next movie for movie night. Yeah. And just, you know, so now what we do is I just say, hey, movie night. And I said, it's mm-hmm. my call, my pick. And then mm-hmm. I don't tell them what it is. Yeah. You know? They love the Night at the Museum movies. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: I'm way on
2: a tangent now. No, let's back yeah. up. Wreck I mean, it, Ralph. We're a looks, movie podcast. There it is, is. If you're talking movies, there's no tangents. It is,
1: but it, I mean, it, there isn't. But I mean, the movie looks great. Yeah. And I think Wreck it, Ralph has to be rewatched. Yeah. But Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah, that was cool.
2: We own Wreck it, Ralph. We haven't watched it in a while. Yeah. I have to watch that one again. I, you know, a lot of times I'll use the excuse that, hey guys, I've got a podcast, I got a movie I got to watch for our podcast, and it's one that we can all watch together. So we're gonna sit down and watch Land Before Time, yeah. or we're gonna sit down and watch An American Tale, or whatever. Yeah. And even even John, like who sometimes is too cool for school and, mm-hmm. and you know, certain movies doesn't want to watch, um, you know, he he might do that whole thing and say, like, oh, I don't want to watch this one, and I'm gonna go to my room and do something. I guarantee you, like before the opening credits are done, he's brought his blanket downstairs yeah, yeah. and he'll curl up in a chair or he'll yeah. sit with me or whatever. And, and even at age 10, you know, yeah. 10 going on 17, yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, he'll sit and he'll watch the entire thing and, and be totally, totally focused in on what's happening That's on cool. the screen. So, well, the, um, the, yeah. ki-
1: the kids went nuts for Totoro. Totoro. Yeah. Totoro.
2: Yeah. Totoro. My like too. Yeah, my like to too.
1: Uh, I said, guys, I got this movie. I want to check it out. Mm-hmm. We watched it for the podcast. I think you're going to love it. And Tammy was like a little unsure. She's like, okay, are we watching, man? I said, trust me, It's this is this mm-hmm. is pretty cool. And so I said, I really am curious to see what the kids think. And they were like at the yeah. edge of their chairs. They wanted the, yeah. the magic dust bunny guys mm-hmm. to come out. They yeah. love Totoro. I mean, they think and at first,
2: seen... Nora was not cool with the little uh, little dust bunny thing. Okay. She's like, oh, what?" It, they keep talking about ghosts. And they keep talking about their house being haunted. Why are they talking about ghosts? I don't want to see a thing with ghosts. I'm mean, like, just yeah. hold on. Trust me. And, Like I think ten minutes later, she's like, "Oh, I want some of those in my room." Mm-hmm. And, see, there you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, yeah, it's exciting movie night. But yeah. Wreck-It Ralph, and I think Wreck-It Ralph Two looks
2: exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Not to jump too far ahead, the kids uh, did watch Willow with me, but they have seen Willow before, so okay. this was like the maybe the third time. Yeah. They've seen it now, and and they like it. Like this time, I think Nora was like, oh, "I, w- I want to watch something different." And I'm like, "Yeah," but. Dad needs to watch this for the podcast, yeah. so right now we're going to put on Willow, and that's what we're going to watch. And and again, five minutes into the movie, she's like, oh, I remember this movie. I like this movie. And so. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: wonder if my kids would like Willow. I It's interesting what they like mm-hmm. and what they don't like. And sometimes yeah. they'll just watch because something's on.
2: Well, in some parts, like with the dragons and some of the other stuff, that I mean, that was a little scary initially yeah. for, for Nora. But I think when she realized she had seen this movie before, then it was like, oh, it's not scary because I saw it before. Yeah. And, you know she'll kind of she'll trick herself into thinking that things are cute when they're yeah. not. She's yeah. like, oh, "I bet those I bet those dogs would be cute if it were, if they weren't so mean." Yeah, that's like, right. maybe so maybe when they're puppies they're that's cute right. or and John Ezra's sitting over there and he's like, "Maybe when they're puppies they like killed other puppies." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> would you just stop? <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> quit antagonizing your sister that's and awesome. the rest of the family. Um, okay, so I'm sorry. I derailed yeah. the... No, 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 no. Um, <clears throat> this podcast there there are no tracks. There are no rails. for this where we're going. We don't, need we, don't roads. Need roads. Mm-hmm. we don't need roads. We don't need roads. Like those
1: trains that hover over the monorail. Basically, yes. Thing. Yeah, right.
2: we are. We are. We are the hyperloop of podcasts. That's right. Yeah. Um, our rapid fire rounds not going so rapid. I'm gonna do some more of these. Like, yeah, i like we the rapid fire thing. Speed up the rapid fire thing. Um, so one of the writers on Ready Player One is working on a new Matrix movie. We had mm. we had talked to that. <laughs> See, you had that face. For those of you, this is not a uh, this is not a video podcast. So, if you want me to describe what Pat's face looked like is, as mm. soon as he heard the word Matrix, he was like, "Ooh!" But then when he realized <laughs> that I said new Matrix movie, his face suddenly went, it was, "Oh!" It was a full mm. brow. Yeah, because mm. we talked about that before. Yeah, that a little while back, a couple months ago, I remember we talked about they were talking about redoing yeah. or, or rebooting the the Matrix movies. And uh, so I've I've got the article where they talk to uh, Zach Penn, is uh, one of the guys that was working on Ready Player One. And he mentions, let me jump into here real fast. um, He said, I've been working on The Matrix right now. Uh, which is which is in a phase right now. That's a, that's a franchise I desperately want to see brought back. And I can't go into too much detail, but I've been harassing Warner Brothers for years to try to get it going again. So it's one thing I've been working on, and I've been working on a bunch of other things too. Um, and he says, blah, 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 that, they were, that they're kind of looking at Michael B. Jordan, uh, he was he was the Human Torch in the newest of the Fantastic Four movies, seen, the one that yeah. didn't do very well. Um, he was also Killmonger in um, Black oh, Panther. Okay. Um, so a good actor, I guess they're looking at him as being like the lead person. And yeah. I don't know if the lead is Neo. I don't know if they're going to use the same characters or or what they're going to do. But um, yeah. So and he says in in this article, I'm looking at the article from. Uh, Cinema Blend? Cinema Blend. It says, Zach Penn is also a bit vague on what a new Matrix movie would actually be, though he does say a new Matrix film, quote, could go in so many different directions. Which would seem to imply he's not necessarily looking at a movie that would retell the story we've already seen, but one that could create a story of entirely new characters in a new corner of the AI-created simulation or the real world that surrounds it. I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna go like way totally different, then why call it the Matrix? Uh, yeah,
1: I, I don't, I don't know,
2: I don't know. I mean, if, if if you want to say like, if you want to say like, well, if you think about the Matrix, the Matrix could be anything. Yeah. Then I almost worry that you'd make a new Matrix. I'm using my quote fingers. Matrix movie, and it ends up being like the Cloverfield movies. Yeah. To which I I loved the first two Cloverfields, but the third one was like well cloverfield can be anything right. this could be it's in the cloverfield universe I'm like okay but yeah. no
1: so i just don't want to be negative i just don't want to be negative all right. I, I just don't want to be the negative nan in here and 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 just and i mean there's a guy that's you know being interviewed by cinema blend and writing movies and doing all that stuff no one's asking me to do that i'm not that guy so I don't want to judge. If the movie comes out and it looks interesting or there's a motorcycle, I'll go watch it. If not, you know, I'll avoid. I, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm yeah. not going to get that exercised about it because I, I just worry about, like anybody, you know, like the rewriting of, of some of these things that have been successful. Yeah. However, Cloverfield is interesting. I was talking to a friend about what to watch on uh, Netflix, and I remember you were a little not too high on the third Cloverfield mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. And this, this friend of mine was like, hey, have you seen Chloe? I said, no, I kind of heard some things. Awesome. It's, oh, and it
2: was like a complete. Was he talking about the third one?
1: Yes. Really? Because he said it was great and it was cool and the first two were really neat, but then all of a sudden this like ties everything all together. And huh. so it was like a complete. All right. It was like the down under yeah. of. Or not the, the upside down. Under, the upside mm-hmm. down. Why do I say down under? I mean, I, don't I know Australia, but there's right. something that. It's like the upside down mm-hmm. of what. Of what you were saying, it was it was like completely, you know, it, I wish it could have been like back, because it would have been really great to hear, you know, the discussion back and forth. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that when you mentioned Cloverfield, yeah. I thought of that. I don't know, I, I'm just, I don't know about yeah. The Matrix, I don't
2: know. Alright, so Willow, our first one this time around, we're going to talk Willow. Um, this came out on the 20th of May, 1988, rated mm-hmm. PG, uh, with a runtime of two hours and six minutes, directed by Ron Howard, who did Cocoon, Apollo 13, A Beautiful Mind, and is doing the upcoming solo movie. Producers on this one were Nigel Wool, who did G.I. Jane and Krull. Uh, Joe Johnston was the associate producer, who was the producer for Captain America, The First Avenger, and directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, The Rocketeer, and Captain America. George Lucas was the executive producer on this one. Uh, he did a few little movies here and there. Um, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Labyrinth, and Howard the Duck, Dennis's favorite. Uh, writers on this one, George Lucas did The Story. He also wrote Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and THX 1138. Bob Dolman did the screenplay. He did Far and Away and SCTV. Cinematography was by Adrian Biddle, who died in two thousand five. He also did cinematography for Aliens, Thelma and Louise, and V for Vendetta. Music was done by James Horner, who died in twenty fifteen. He did Titanic, Rocketeer, Star Trek II, and Braveheart. (laughs) Were you going to like repeat our same conversation we have about James Horner every time? I was just going to say I dumped the music
1: in this one. Mm and uh, uh uh especially the thing when they were sledding there was some real great brass stuff
2: yeah and
1: i um i dug two there were two spots one i didn't know i didn't know who did the music for this okay but it's funny cuz mm-hmm. i picked up one and i'm like i wonder if that's james horner because they mm-hmm. had just a, like a da da da, da, da mm, they you know it, it yeah. had a, this a little, little
2: bit of like a star trek 2 kind yeah, of yeah
1: the, the, the little bit of the quote of what they did in mm-hmm. star trek 2 and aliens and then there's this one um you know yeah. where that there's like this ball underneath that in, in Wrath of Khan, that yeah. sorry that's off key. Any musicians <laughs> listening? I know that's horrible, sorry. Um but the he's, chords He's in band, not chorus. The the chords underneath that, you heard that at one mm-hmm. point in the movie. And and again, to me, it's just like that identifies that person as that. I mean I really dug the music in this. I yeah. thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So
2: I had to um I was getting a little stressed out a few weeks ago with stuff going on work stuff sure and, you know as, yeah. as, as, you, as you do and uh, I had to create for myself a playlist that I just called concentration okay and this playlist needed to be instrumental only so I could just concentrate on what I was working on and mm-hmm. and push out all other distractions so uh, this playlist is pretty much James Horner yeah like that's oh, that's mm-hmm. almost all it is it's like a little bit some slower James Horner um, but uh, and, well, actually I'll Pull it up on my computer right now. It is, um, yeah, It's is it all James Horner? Yes, it's all James Horner. This okay. entire playlist is all James Horner. Uh, it's uh, a couple songs from The Rocketeer.
3: Uh,
2: it's a couple songs from Braveheart. It's the theme from Legends of the Fall. Okay. Uh, it is the end credits from Land Before Time. It is the main title sequence for Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan. And it is the, they just call it the suite from Willow. And so it's a mixture of a whole bunch of the different pieces that are in Willow kind of blended together. Okay. So it's a lot of good stuff. Movies do that.
1: And the old movie, Jeff and I have talked about this, is that, you know, I look for the old movie soundtracks. And I found a Mag-7 one that was like everything. Sort of like those Star yeah. Wars recordings you can yeah. get. It's like right from the roll-off of the... Uh-huh. Like a medley of... Well, and it, it's mm-hmm. not just a medley. It's yeah. like it tracks the movie. Yeah. Like if you yeah. listen, it, it just plays the music like right next to, you know, mm-hmm. that... And then, you know, our, our modern soundtracks are different. There's like, here are the ten tracks, and they might be out of order, but it's right. like, here's this main song, here's this main... You know, when I got the Wrath of, Two, Wrath of Khan yeah. soundtrack, it was like that. It wasn't even mm-hmm. in necessarily chronological order. It was like, here are the ten... Big, but for some older movies, like, uh, was it On the Waterfront, um, Bullet... Uh, great escape Mm -hmm. they have the sweet from and it's like it's like a through compose. maybe through compose isn't the right term but I mean it's like one song and it's just it's a medley of one song Mm -hmm. one piece one work but it's like 15 minutes long and it just weaves its way through all Mm -hmm. the different themes yeah and I'm like you know what that's kind of a cool way to listen to movie music too because sometimes especially if the soundtrack is one that repeats a lot of the same themes you're Mm -hmm. not going to necessarily listen to it like you would but it's cool if you listen to one piece of music that just encompasses all the themes. Right. That's kind of cool when they do that, I yeah. think.
2: Yeah. So. And that, and that's what this one is. It kind of goes through, because I like that little piece of music that's the, um, the, it's almost like the theme for the Nelwyn village, mm-hmm. that kind of, and, and I'm, I'm musically stupid, so I don't know what the instruments are. It sounds like a flute okay. that's being played, that kind of. I think of this as being like the main. If there was a main theme, mm-hmm. I think of this being the main theme because this is kind of what plays right. over the opening credits yeah. and when he comes back to his village, and right. it's it's almost like Willow's theme. Yeah. Um. And I have I don't own the soundtrack, and I haven't looked up to see like what the name of this piece is when it's separate from the suite. Yeah. Um. But if I had to guess, I'd say it's like Willow's theme. Yeah. Because but... this is Some when when the when music. the Willow name comes up on the screen. This is yeah. what's playing when it kind of hits its crescendo. Yeah. Is it's
0: yeah. beautiful music? Yeah, I love the
2: thing
1: they jumped. It almost was like a Celtic thing when they jumped into right when the credits rolled. That was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, like that really. Yeah, yeah I dug that.
2: So yeah, so yeah, love my. the soundtrack. So that's been on my uh, if I just need to like block out the world and listen to some good music, then that's mm-hmm. been my that's been mm-hmm. my concentration playlist lately. But uh, yeah, so great great music, and again. I know we we had that debate a while ago on yeah. James Horner's music and, and whatever but you know the more I listen to his music and not that I when we had that debate you yeah. know does he copy himself several yeah. several episodes ago um you know I, I I didn't want anybody to think that I'm like down on James Horner. Right. I'm like well he copies himself so he right. sucks and it Love no it. he <laughs> Yeah. yeah <laughs> like no, no, the more no, I I, the more I that. listen to his music the more I'm like you know he might mm-hmm. he might actually be one of my favorite composers yeah and now i'm having a hard time because the more i get to movies and i'm like oh man i love the music in this movie i'm almost like hmm overall i o I'm he might be my favorite it's cool like i might because i was there like movie music john williams star wars can't beat star mm-hmm. wars you know hook you know some of the other you know some of the other stuff he's done great music you're not going to beat it and now the more I listen to James Horner, I'm like, you know what? Pound for pound, if I were to compare the two composers, I, I might actually like more of James Horner's music yeah, than I do it's cool. John Williams' music. But Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, so James Horner did this one. Um, budget for this one was $35 million Box office was $57.3 It didn't do very well. didn't do very well in the theaters. So we'll, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Uh, Val Kilmer, who I think was the original guy... That we said was mowing his lawn and listening he to our podcast. I think if you go mower. back to the very first time we made that joke about people listening to our podcast while they mow the lawn, I think it was fat Val Kilmer that was you know trying to lose weight by mowing right. his lawn mowing I his own lawn. I think so. I think I Val think Kilmer was he the first was the one. Guy. So Val, we hope you're doing all right. Hope you've enjoyed the last hundred and seventy odd episodes since we loved since, we, since it. we first, you know, mentioned you uh, and your lawn mowing. Uh, he was Mad Martigan the greatest swordsman who ever lived. He was in, uh, Val Kilmer was in The Doors and Top Gun. Joanne Whaley, it's either Whaley or Wally, I think it's Whaley, uh, played Sorsha, and she was also in Edge of Darkness and The Man Who Knew Too Little. Warwick Davis was Willow Offgood. He was in uh, Star Wars Return of the Jedi and pretty much every other Star Wars movie. After that, he was also the Leprechaun in the Leprechaun movies. Uh, Jean Marsh played Queen Bav Morda. Uh, She was in Return to Oz and the TV series Upstairs, Downstairs. Patricia Hayes, who died in 1998, was Finn Rizel. She was in The NeverEnding Story. One of your favorite movies? NeverEnding Story. I was Luck. just confused by the ending. Luck Dragons. Yeah. Luck Dragons. Luck w- Dragons are cool. As long Luck as Dragons the boys? and dumpsters. Um, it, but it was all a metaphor for something.
1: The whole thing was a metaphor?
2: <laughs> no.
1: Wait a minute. <laughs> Back up. I know that the ending was... The episode
2: doctor. number 57. I don't know did, what episode... It's a movie... No, wait, I'm just kidding. I'm just okay. trying to confuse you. Because I think that's the debate we had the time. You're like, I'm not good with metaphors. I'm not good with... <laughs> I just, yeah. I just, I don't... just give it to me straight. What
1: happened? Did the, <laughs> they, they get the bullies uh-huh. or not?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyways. yeah,
1: But it was a good movie. The yeah, dragon was cute. It was cute. a good movie,
3: yeah.
2: Um, uh, so she was a uh, never-ending story and A Fish Called Wanda. Billy Barty, who died in 2000, was the High Aldwin. He was in Masters of the Universe as Gwildor, and he was also in Legend. Pat Roach was General Kale. He was in Red Sonja, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and Clash of the Titans, the original. Uh, Gavin O'Harely played Eric Thawbauer. Thawbear. I'm going to say that totally wrong. I don't even know how to say that. I'm just thinking that General Eric, Kale had a cool humor Yes, he did. In fact, I had... It's awesome. I vividly remember when the toys for that movie came out, and at first... I didn't like the toys because they were kind of like a, they weren't action figures in the sense that you could move their arms and legs. Yeah. They were almost just more like die-cast statues okay. that had like a metal base. But the General Kale one was just so cool yeah. that I was like, I, I want that toy. Like, I want, when my mom and dad, I think they, they must have taken me to like a Toys R Us or something. I don't and, know. Actually, no. No, no, no. It wasn't a Toy R Us. It was a KB Toys. It was a KB, KB toys, toys, and I remember they were. We went there one time, and I was like, "I I want the Willow toys. I want yeah. the Willow toys." And at first, I remember thinking, "Well, it doesn't move. Like I, I like to have toys that move. Like I move move the arms and legs. Didn't move. I don't care. It's General Kale. Yeah, I want the General Kale. That guy's toy. awesome. Yeah. Who was he in Raiders? Uh, he was the he was the the big Sherpa with the sword. You know oh. that Harrison Ford shoots. Okay, right away. He's been in a lot of, like, yeah. if there's a movie where you have a giant, like, guard type guy, or just mm-hmm. a big brute kind of guy, in a lot of movies, like a lot of the older movies, like Clash of the Titans, he was uh, Hephaestus. Okay. and uh, But okay. he kind of plays that big, I think in Red Sonja he was the same thing, he was like a big guard brutish kind of guy and yeah well, he had an
1: awesome helmet and mm-hmm. i'm gonna stop interrupting the intro i'm gonna no, put no, my no, head down i'm gonna yeah. stop talking <laughs> sorry
2: everybody no no you're okay. good you're good um i've actually gone back and forth on whether or not because when i go to that c2e2 thing yeah every year we try to come up with a, a costume right to wear and we were watching willow this one time and all of a sudden i'm sitting there and i'm going john 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 what if you dress up as willow and i dress up as general kale like I, I almost awesome. want to make that costume That's and awesome. have that have that mask with the skull on it. And, yeah. and I was like, "And you're a lot shorter than me, so why don't you dress up as Willow?" He's like, "Well, Nora has the long hair; make her do Willow." <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm so like, gotta... fine. But then I'm going to make you Frangine. You get to be one of the brownies. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Eric was played by Gavin O'Harely. I think I said that right. Uh, he was in Superman three and Never Say Never Again. David Steinberg died in 2010. He played Migosh. He was in a movie called The Hebrew Hammer, an epic movie. Uh, f- I, and I saw that title and I was like, I'm now curious that I might want to go see that. Um, Phil Fondacaro played Von Carr. He was in Under the Rainbow, Star Wars Return of the Jedi, and the Garbage Pale Kids movie. Uh, Mark Northover, played. Uh, he died in 2004. He played Burgle Cut. He was in Hardware and Mac the Knife. Kevin Pollack played Rule. He was in The Usual Suspects and A Few Good Men. Rick Overton played Fran Jean, was in Groundhog Day and Mrs. Doubtfire. Maria Holvo played Sherlindria. She was in Worth Winning and The Equalizer. And Julie Peters played Kaya Offgood. She was in the TV movie Prince Caspian and The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Critical reception for this one, Rotten Tomatoes, gives it a 48% uh, from the critics. Janet Maslin from the New York Times said that the storytelling was good, but Ron Howard's direction was not. Mike Clark uh, in the USA Today wrote, uh, and this is a direct quote, The rainstorm wrap-up in which good edges evil is like Led Zeppelin meets the Wild Bunch. The film is probably too much for young children and possibly too much of the same for cynics, but any 6- to 13-year-old who sees this may be bitten by the movie bug for life. Which is exactly... The age range I was when I first saw this. Yeah. So that's why I love this movie. Uh, cinema Score. So uh, I'm just going to say it this way: screw the critics. Yeah. Because Cinema Score, this one gets an A minus. Yeah. And that's people leaving the theater. Yeah. People leaving the theater, having seen this movie. Real life Gave it people. an A minus. Real live people who have souls. Not people on the internet. Correct. That. Uh, Even yeah. though the internet didn't exist back then. No, I know,
1: but but you know the right. Rotten Tomatoes. Right, stuff. Right, right, I don't know about right. Rotten Tomatoes.
2: Uh, It was nominated for Sound Effects Editing and Visual Effects Oscars. Um, It lost both of those, but do you want to hear who it lost them to? Roger Rabbit. Fair enough. Kind of tough to beat Roger Rabbit. Tough to beat Roger Rabbit. That's kind of a big one. Uh, It did win the Saturn Award for Best Costume Design. Okay. Now, the thing that I really don't like is that it was nominated for two Razzie Awards. Those are the golden raspberries, the, the ones for the worst stuff. Nominated for Worst Screenplay... And worst supporting actor, Billy Bardy.
1: Billy Bardy was who? Billy Barty
2: was the High Old One. Like the wizard guy. The, the wizard of the no ones. But the worst screenplay. I, mm, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't, get don't get think there's anything wrong stuff. with it. I
0: don't. Know. From the creator of Star Wars, from the director of Cocoon, a world is awakening. With the strength of my great army, can you not find one little child? It's a dangerous world. That's why we need your help. Your journey has just begun. Willow. Heroes come in all sizes. But adventure... ...doesn't come any bigger than this. Find the child. Find the child! We are not afraid of you! After them!
3: You're gonna get a skill! Adjust
0: them completely. The next great adventure. You are great.
2: Willow. Coming in May. Um, Here is, uh, we'll just jump into a a quick little summary of the movie. Uh, There's a prophecy that states that a female child with a special birthmark will be born, and that will um, kind of signal that the downfall of the evil Queen Bathmorta is is near uh the child is born and the queen tries to take the child and she's going to have this ceremony to send the child away to some other like netherworld realm thing um but they sneak the child out and the uh, midwife kind of sneaks out and gets the baby loose and mm-hmm. and uh before she's tracked down by kind of the those evil dog things that are chasing her around the targs uh yeah yeah pretty much they pretty much and look like targs. they were pretty much targs um she is able to put the baby in a, in a kind of a makeshift little basket and push it down the river, and, mm-hmm. and then ultimately the baby is found by uh, the children of Willow, Willow Uffgood, who is a kind of a failed farmer who wants to be a magician in his village. And, and kind of the, the background for this fantasy world is you have the, um, the normal-sized people are the Daikinis, mm-hmm. um, but according to the smaller people, according to the little people who are the Nelwins, those are giants. So you're kind of, you, everything is kind of from the perspective of yeah. the little people. So, um, and so you uh, you are first introduced to the Daikinis in those scenes with the queen and the baby and everything else, um, but then you kind of, we quickly cut over to the Nelwyn village and and you get to learn a little bit about Willow and kind of what's going on with him and how he's unsure of himself and he knows that he wants to be a, a, a great wizard, a powerful sorcerer mm-hmm. someday, um, but he's just doing magic tricks at this point and a uh, little nervous about his kids, uh, you know, the kids want to keep the baby, and his wife wants to keep the baby, and so ultimately they uh, they end up taking the baby before their, their high council and say, we found this baby in the river, we we need to know what to do with it, and, yeah. um, you know, from there, that's where the aven- adventure kind of starts. Adventure starts. And um, some of those early scenes in the village are, are kind of funny, when he's, you know, especially when, like, Burglecutt comes over, and, and he's, uh, you know, arguing about how he owes him money, and... And he's trying to plant his seeds so that he can, you know, yeah. he'll have yeah. plenty of money, plenty of time, plenty of money. And then you got the scenes, um, you know, then they kind of cut over to the scenes where they've got the festival going on, and and he's trying to do his magic tricks and and all that other stuff. And and uh, you know, you, you get that, um, you get just kind of those funny little scenes of of him just really trying hard to be this great sorcerer. And yeah. he just doesn't, he just not have it yet. Either he doesn't have the confidence, or yeah. just whatever it might be. Um, and uh, I do like those scenes at uh, one part in particular, I like their, uh, he's kind of walking in with his family and the baby into the high council meeting and i think it's a uh, uh burgle cut or somebody yeah, says, someone caused says it cause the, yeah whoever brought this baby let's run him out of the village yeah. he's like they just like quietly start yeah to turn yeah around. it was it was <laughs> and was it that specifically
1: the baby they're like something caused this to go yeah you know because they were attacked mm-hmm. by the, the animals or something whatever those target yeah, things those dogs were. came yeah. and he's just like what caused this we mm-hmm. must find the answer
2: and yeah. they're just like let's know. just turn around <laughs> yeah um and uh, so they, they start off on their, uh, they get ready to start off on their adventure. One of the other funny scenes is when they're getting ready to leave on their adventure. And, and uh, you know, he's like, uh, the High Alduin's like, well, Willow, you're going you're gonna to be the one to take this baby. You're going to be the one to take the baby. And who is brave enough to go with him? And, yeah. and, and Migosh is like, I'll yeah. go with him. And he's like, ah, Migosh, good choice, good choice. And then Vonkar, the warrior, yeah. steps forward and he's like, I'll go with him. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. I need you to stay back and and uh, guard the village in case yeah. more things attack. And then the High Aldwin is like, you know, what this expedition needs is a leader. And according to the bones, that's you, cut. And, and the first thing he does, he turns back to the warrior. Yeah, Bonker Yeah, yeah, yeah. He calls him. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely well played. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So they start off on their start off on their uh, their voyage, and they uh, they have to avoid some more of these hounds that uh, are kind of. Coming, uh, still looking for the baby, trying to track it down. And uh, they end up at the Daikini Crossroads mm-hmm. at one point. And while they're there, they uh, run into this human who's in a kind of a crow's nest cage kind of thing. And uh, that is uh, Mad Mardigan, played by Val Kilmer. Yeah. And he is the greatest swordsman who has ever lived. Right. But he's kind of gruff looking here. And he's, he's obviously been put in this cage yeah. for a reason. He's in a and, predicament. Yeah. And uh, we get. Uh, we get the derogatory term that's used for the little people over and over again, and, and I feel like there are times where I have used this, uh, you know, for other people, and they have no uh, no clue what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh peck. A peck. Peck. And uh, there's a scene where they're trying to stop the soldiers who are coming by on the horses. Yeah. And they're trying to. We we found this baby, and the one thing that the first soldier on the horse says, I, I feel like I've said that to people time and time again. Out of the way, peck. <laughs> yeah. I think I've good. said that to my own children that's awesome. at some point. That's uh, awesome. Daddy needs to get through. Move out of the way. Uh, out of the way, Beck. Out of the way. Um, so they, ultimately, they, you know, the rest of the Nelbans leave, and they're they're stuck there at the crossroads waiting with Mad Mardigan, and uh, eventually it's just Migosh and Willow that are there. They let Mad Mardigan loose for some reason. Mm-hmm. They just kind of figured they need to go home, and they need to give this baby to somebody. Yeah. And uh, so they do. They give them the baby, and then as they're on their way home, they all of a sudden see a, like an eagle or a hawk fly by holding the baby in a basket.
1: I am stolen the baby! I stole the baby from this stupid Dakini. Yeah. All I can think of is uh, the guys from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. I told them we already got one! <laughs> I mean, those those accents, yeah. which I don't know if they were meant to be French or not. I got one. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but those two guys just made me think of those guys. Uh-huh. Hey! I, I, you know, yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> hey, you. Ugly. <laughs> he Splash the water in his face. And they got kind of tied down like yeah. a, uh, what am I thinking, a Gulliver's Travels kind of yeah. thing. That, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they find out, they, they do find out that this baby is a very special baby. And they kind of get the backstory of what her name is, Alora Dannon, and mm-hmm. and why she's important and all that. And then as they head back out on their adventure, they end up in a bar at mm-hmm. some point. Um, a, a tavern, a, a tavern, as you do, and uh, that's where they run into Mad Martigan again. This time, dressed as a woman, yep, uh, because he was enjoying the company of a, a woman that was married, and right. so he had to put on some clothing so that when her husband Lug yeah. comes back, Lug, yeah, great <laughs> name, awesome name, uh-huh. and uh, I, and I love it when the when the soldiers come in and and they, they they finally like tear off his yeah. the little hood he's wearing and they see that he's like you're not a woman and then the soldiers are all surrounding him and, and you can hear Lug in the background not a woman yeah. not a woman and, and all he says is gentlemen meet Lug and then he ducks and <laughs> bam <laughs> there's a it's lot of little funny. funny moments in, in this movie like yeah. Val Kilmer I think plays a really good he's almost like a Han Solo character
3: yeah
1: I, I thought he did well in this movie yeah. I enjoyed watching him yeah
2: um, and then you go through some other stuff in the movie they gotta go find uh, Finn Rizal who is mm-hmm. the sorceress who's going to kind of help them um, take the baby and, and kind of stop the evil Queen Bavmorda and, and all this stuff and you find that uh, Rizal was transformed into a a uh, I think at first she's a bird um, and then Willow has to use the wand that he's been given to try to transform her she's back. a little
1: like a possum or something was she a possum
2: at first yeah she was oh yeah, yeah yeah she creature. was and then he yeah. turns her into the and bird and then he turns her into the bird that's right that's right and um, the goat, and she, <laughs> and I love the one part where he's he's trying to transform and her, keeps... and it was in it's like all the morphing stuff, and he's trying to transform her, and and Mardigan is just sitting there. He's like, so if this works, what do you look like? She's like, I am a beautiful woman. And, <laughs> and yeah, and then he, then goes, like, hey, he goes like, he goes, concentrate, well, yeah. though, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so you so you kind of get you know there's a few other things that happen here or there. Um, you do get. Uh, you, you kind of get the point where they uh, escape with the baby. They get to a. Um, they have that whole scene where they're like sliding down the mountain awesome. in the snow with the music going. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's part. That part's really cool. And get kids um,
1: involved, man. One get kids fired up to have a sledding scene.
2: Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? The part that I actually, uh, I think one of the parts that I skipped. Are we there yet? Oh, I, I skipped that part. Was um, they end up being captured at one point? And, uh, one of the brownies gets upset with Mad Marty and and hits him in the face with their little bag of, of love dust. Mm -hmm. And, uh, unfortunately the first person he looks at when he goes into the tent to try to get the baby is Sorsha. Yeah. The the queen's daughter who's kind of in charge of her army. And, uh, so he starts spouting off all the poetry to her and and she kind of falls in love with him. And, um, and so then they have the chase through the snow and, and all that. And, um. Then you get to the point where they kind of run into Eric again, the character who's kind of leading this army that's kind of always somehow either being beaten up or, or fighting with yeah. uh, General Kale and his army and, and all that stuff. They're like the Hard um, Luck Brigade. Right. And so you, you they end up outside of Nakmar Castle. Uh, there, towards the very end, the queen turns them all into pigs. Yep. And then Willow has this idea for how we're going to, you know. They, they use a spell to get them. She, he yeah. finally transforms Roselle back to her human form, and they uh, they have this plan that they're going to get everybody back to human instead of pigs, and, and uh, he's got this plan. He's like, you know, we, we've got a lot of gophers in our village. I'm like, what are you talking about? The plan of, you know, d- digging holes in the ground, and then right. as soon as General right. Kale's army comes up, you leap out and you get right. into the castle. So then at that point, everything kind of goes pretty quickly uh, through the end. You've got the big battle in the castle with yep. Mad Mardigan and Eric and General Kale and... And uh, then you've got the whole scene going on up in the top of the tower mm-hmm. with the sorceresses and the baby and, and Willow getting up there, too. Um, oh, we we did skip the one. They're at the castle where they have all the trolls. That was earlier in the movie, and one of the trolls gets turned into the two-headed dragon. And then and then Matt Burdigan runs out. I love and he, that I, I was going to say that, uh-huh. yeah, that was another well-played. Well, he's there, and he's, thing. like, flinging his sword around, and, and everybody stops, and they're like, whoa! And he's got this look on his face like, yeah, yeah, you're scared of me. And then he turns around and he's like, Oh! <laughs> yeah, he's got the big two headed
1: thing. Uh-huh. Then he runs out and he's standing next to him. They're yeah. like, Get him! Get him! Yeah, yeah.
2: Um So obviously, the, the movie ends with uh, the queen, and I, and I thought there was a great way to have it end where the queen gets tricked by his little uh, magic trick. Yeah. You know, it's his disappearing pig trick. Right. And he makes the baby disappear, and the queen is like suddenly convinced that he has transformed her or, or sent her yeah. to this realm yeah. where yeah. she can't touch the baby, and it kind of tricks her into you know, getting herself electrocuted and she gets sent to the yeah. the netherworld. Um, happy ending. Willow gets a magic book he can take yeah. with him and become a sorcerer. And, turns an apple into a and dove. And that turns an apple into a dove that craps on Burgle face. And, face mm, or whatever. That was the other fun part, too, is cuts always getting either puked or pooped on. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Baby's not sick, and he just holds it. Which don't hold up a baby like that. No, That's and I a... guess
1: the baby wasn't sick or mm-hmm. it wasn't fake. That was a mistake. Did you see that in the? Things? Oh no! I read. I was reading some of the trivia, and apparently, like the baby did get sick to its stomach, and he wasn't supposed to throw up on Virgil <laughs> Cut's face. <laughs> and they said that it wasn't even sick, but I guess one of the characters that was carrying it walked with a limp, and that threw the oh kind of the baby. Then <laughs> so jostled the baby a little bit, and then <laughs> everyone laughed, so they decided oh, to throw it in there. That
2: makes it even better. Yeah. Oh. Listening, Jeff. <laughs> um, yeah. Get used to it. Get used to it. Oh, it's all fun. Um, so I, I only had like one background thing I was going to throw in here. Throw it in. Um, was uh, George Lucas the, the characters of General Kale? Um, her name is, or his name is, based off of the film critic Pauline Kale,
3: yeah. who was
2: kind of known as being a, for lack of a better term, maybe a bit of a hard ass when it comes to being yeah. a, a, a movie critic. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> and and she realized it. Like she, I guess she, when she wrote her review of the movie, she's like, "I know where that name came from." Yeah. So, and uh, apparently, the name of the two-headed dragon is eborsisk Yeah. Iborsisk, yeah. Meant to be Ebert and Siskel. Ebert and Siskel. Yeah. 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 Um, so background-wise and story-wise, that's that's what I got for Willow. So there it is. now here's here's the fun part of this. You had never seen this movie before. Right? I had never seen this movie. Why? I don't know. You know. How'd you miss this one? I. Because this seems like... I mean, you like Lord of the Rings. You I like do. I, I do. And I was just... What str- were you doing in
1: 1988? So, I was 10. Mm-hmm. Old enough to start mm-hmm. going to m- the movies that I wanted to see.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But not quite... What's that? 5th grade? Yeah, 4th fourth grade. 4th, fourth, 5th, yeah. something like that. So, I mean, I'm still kind of going to the movies that my family's going to see. Yeah. And I don't know that my folks were ever into the fantasy Okay. I know that my i i i don't think uh, i don't think my dad was, and my mom wasn't. Okay. So I, they never went, you know. Um, they never took us to the movie. You know, my dad loved the old swashbuckling and sword fighting and and all that kind of stuff. You know, but he, you know, but, but this just I don't think was his thing, um, and and then ditto with mom, and that was. I want to say too, and maybe I was a little bit off with this, but I was thinking about it. I remember you saying when we did Red Sonia, the '80s was really the sword and sorcery or sword and or fantasy. There were a lot of fantasy movies okay. in the '80s. Yeah. Until I started doing this podcast, mm-hmm. I would have never said that. Yeah. And I think I would have. I think I would have thought of. Well, really, no. I think like the late '90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. But then I thought, well, in all reality, the only one that I can think of is. Lord of the Rings yeah everything else is kind of a different tangent and right. I mean even like Gladiator right. isn't really fantasy right you know
2: it's more historical it, yeah,
1: yeah exactly so I hadn't seen a lot of these movies in the 80s and it wasn't yeah. that I maybe maybe I just wasn't it. I don't know I'm stumbling through the answer but the bottom line was it did, I didn't even process till I started doing this podcast that you know what was the one that Tom Cruise had Legend. Legend. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. you know where he looked like he was on an acid yeah. trip the entire yeah. time,
2: and he might have been. He might have been, and um, I feel like you had to be to watch the movie and get everything. I
1: mean, I'd always heard of Conan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I never grew up watching it. Mm-hmm. But it, Conan was like one of those names that you knew. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I just never processed that the '80s was this. Mm-hmm. I used to think that this Willow was the only fantasy movie that had come out. Yeah. In the 1980s. Yeah. And so. Um, labyrinth yeah labyrinth. Yeah. and I hadn't even heard of that until yeah. we start we did this podcast. yeah, so Willow came out, I think a bunch of my friends saw it. I just never did. And then once I was at the age that you know, sleepovers and let's get movies and let's do that, I mean, you know, I had friends that were into playing D and d played a couple of games myself. Yeah. I mean, you know we, watched all sorts of different movies and action movies and all that, but we just never watched Willow. Yeah. And I don't know if that was a coincidence or if that was like everyone had seen it so much we were mm-hmm. always looking for something new. Yeah, yeah. So I just never, I just never saw Willow. Huh. I mean, and that's the old, and then as I grew up, it was just kind of one of those movies like, oh, yeah, Willow.
3: Yeah.
1: Oh, what. But I don't know why. I just I just right. never I just never rented it. I never watched mm-hmm. it. I don't think it's on T V that much.
2: No, no. I don't remember it at like back in the it's on not, demand days. It's, and, it's not on Netflix. It's not on No. And it might have been you know, actually I think it was on Netflix for a while, but it's not anymore. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it never came up on demand. It never was on the yeah. T V that I'd like throw it on and watch. Yeah. So yeah, I just I just kinda dodged it. Up Which until is funny because
2: as a kid, I remember I remember that I feel like Willow was everywhere. Okay. When it came out, and I, the toy—I mean, I talk about the toys. You know, I, I bought some of the toys when I was a kid. I remember it's—it was either McDonald's or Burger King or somebody was doing some kind of a promotional thing, as they do yeah. with the with the movies, um, where you could get like willow cups. You know, yep. you could get the commemorative yep. willow cups or yep. the whatever type stuff. Um, I remember that stuff. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I for me, I remember this being—I as a kid, I have memories of this being like as big as Ninja Turtles. Okay. Like you know, for me. Growing up now, and, and when I went to look back on, I have in my mind that like Willow was one of these biggest movies ever, and it's this amazing, awesome movie that everybody loves. And when I went to go look back and see how it did in the theaters, and see how like critics back then and today like give it pretty low scores yeah. for everything, I'm looking back at them going, that "The what heck, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what movie did these people watch?" Like, right? I, I thought Willow was this big, huge thing that everybody loved, and and so for me as a kid, I'm like. I, I don't know anybody that didn't like this. Yeah, like, how do you people not like this? And I, so that kind of that kind of blew my mind this last week as I was looking up stuff for the podcast. And um, but yeah, I, I just remember it being everywhere. It being mm-hmm. one of those things that like, I, I don't know if it was McDonald's, but McDonald's had their stuff and commercials on TV for it, and and you know it's all over the place. T-shirts all over the place, yeah. and it, I just remember it being like a big thing. And yeah. that might partly be because of George Lucas. I know a lot of, he's all about the marketing. And he's yeah. all, about, just like with Star Wars, you know, it's it's all about the toys and the merchandise and the merchandising and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um So for me as a kid, I, I mean, I have, I, I have memories of seeing this all over the place yeah. when, it, when it came out. Um So having just seen it now, yeah. what'd you think?
1: I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, well, I, when I first threw it on, I was like, Disney, oh, okay. Uh, George Lucas is a producer or yeah. something. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, Ron Howard. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a that's a pretty <laughs> impressive array of alum, of luminaries there that mm-hmm. you got. I I dug it, man. It yeah. was fun. It was a fun movie. I I really, it to me it just kind of fits right in with the, the Chronicles of Narnia, the mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings. Uh, um, I I I'm watching it and I'm thinking like yeah, it's not gonna be too far, but the kids can watch this. Yeah. And I mean th- there were monsters but I mean even the special effects they really you could tell it was done in the 80s like right. that but I mean I. this is my my cliched line it didn't seem like they were overreaching they yeah. did what they could do um, Val Kilmer looked good with the sword I mean the moves were good I mean mm-hmm. I mean, now I know everything you know everyone does like Krav Maga classes for like right. five years so you know and, and all that but I mean the, the fight sequences and all that looked really clean um, or looked good I, mm-hmm. you know I, I'm I'm hard pressed to say I didn't. It was just a fun. It was fun. It was a fun movie, and, yeah. and um, it was cool seeing. Uh, you know that they hired. What did they say? They hired like three hundred. And I don't know the politically correct term. Mm-hmm. They, little, little people. Little people. Yeah. Is that is that the politically yeah. correct term? Yeah. Because it used to be dwarf. Yeah. It used yeah. to, but now that kind of became no. you know yeah. passe and all that. But in the movie, it was cool because they they casted that, and in my mind, I'm immediately relating it back to. Um, lord of the rings Mm -hmm. which relates back which obviously lord of the rings came first but it comes Mm -hmm. back to like the dungeons and dragons player classes and there's Mm -hmm. the halfling or the you know in lord of the rings hobbit and dwarf you know so it was like oh cool so they just invented this world Mm -hmm. and um it was fun it was a fun movie i had fun with it it was cool
2: I've always made the comment that, cause, and, and I've mentioned this before, and I think we we talked about it earlier. Um, I have not seen. I'm I'm a horrible English teacher for mm-hmm. never having read any of the Harry Potter books, and not watched any of the Harry Potter movies. And my, my sister loves both, yeah, yeah. and has constantly told me I'm a horrible human being for, okay. for not having done any of that stuff. That is
1: the purview of your sister. You're <laughs> oh, not know, a horrible human being.
2: You're a phenomenal teacher. So I, I mean, yeah. You know that's that's the kind of love she has for me. Though. Right. Um, love you, Sarah. Um, she 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 tells me that all the time. My response back to most I think, Oh, you gotta watch Harry Potter, you gotta watch it. My response back is always, you know what? If I wanna watch a movie where somebody's working to become a sorcerer or a wizard, I don't need nine, twelve, however many mm-hmm. movies there are.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna go watch Willow. Yeah. Like that's always my response. It's like yeah. I wanna see something that deals with magic and, and fighting and adventure, one movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go watch Willow. That, right. That's all I need to watch. Right. That, that's all. That's all. It's a great movie. I need. I'm like if I want a movie that features magic, then
1: yeah, and it was I, cool I, magic. I'm watch Willow. It was cool.
2: Yeah, I like the little acorns that turn acorns, people to stone, and that. Cool. And that I remember that being as a kid. I remember the scene where he throws it at the, at the queen, at yeah, the the movie, and she catches it, and her hand starts to turn, yeah, and she's able to stop it, yeah. I remember as a kid watching that in the theater, be like, <gasps>
1: whoa! whoa, I know.
2: <laughs> but did they really
1: even? show that much i mean he didn't did he really use them that much no
2: yeah because because at one point he went to go use one and he dropped it yeah and it turned like a he was on the bridge he was going to throw one at the troll and he dropped it and it turned the yes the 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 plank in the bridge to stone um but no he didn't really i think he only used one of them Mm.
3: yeah
2: yeah i would have thrown one at burgle cut but yeah you know that then i maybe it's not so much a family-friendly film if you you know Kill your mayor in yeah, your town or whatever don't, he is. I, don't, I don't know. He's um, a jerk, though. You know, they could use a nice statue in the middle of the Burgle square. Cut. Burgle Cut. That's it's a, great a, great, name. It's just a great name. Not, it's not
1: good as good as Beardwood McKinley. I listened to that. That was what a great name <laughs> that was.
2: But followed up by yeah. Burgle Cut. Burgle Cut. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. So I just fun movie and and. I think you've got a good combination of people. You've got George Lucas. Yeah. And George Lucas, I think he said that he had been thinking of this movie for many, many, many years.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and then when uh, Warwick Davis was uh, wicked in mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi, um, I think he specifically said, you know what, I've I've got a movie. I need to wait until visual effects are where we can make this happen. That, yeah. that was kind of always George Lucas's thing. He's like... I made Star Wars when I made it, but, like, there were other ideas I had in my head that I just, they needed to wait until visual effects were ready to do something like that, and he said, you know, after meeting Warwick Davis, this idea that I had had, he originally had this movie idea called Munchkins, and it was kind of the story of Willow, you know, Mm -hmm. it evolved over the years, but he said he had that story in his head since, like, the 70s, and then when he met a lot of the little people that had worked on Return of the Jedi, or the other Star Wars movies as the Jawas, or Return of the Jedi as the Ewoks, that, um, he wanted to make this movie specifically for Warwick Davis. Like, mm-hmm. he had that actor in mind as Willow. And what I didn't realize was he was only 17. Yeah, I, I was. When they were that. making this movie, I was like, yeah. I did not realize he was that young.
1: And, <laughs> and to be honest, I thought he and did. And for a
2: 17 year old, he.
1: I thought he really did a good, did a good job. job. Like, yeah. I mean, and the only thing that I've seen him in was, well, obviously Wicked. Mm-hmm. Well, not obviously, I didn't quite process that he was Wicked. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. until the. But then him
2: as Mini Me. Wasn't he Mini Me? No. He wasn't Mini-Me. No. Who is Mini-Me? Mini-Me is... Uh, Are you sure he's not Mini-Me? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, well that. Who is...
1: I thought oh, he man. was Mini-Me.
2: Mini-Me from Austin Powers. Okay, I'm going to totally forget. Uh, Vern Troyer. Oh, wow. Is his name. Okay, i got to go yeah. back
1: and watch. They probably don't look anything alike. I mean, um, I thought he was Mini-Me. Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. then I haven't, like, what else? Has he always been in a costume? What
2: else has he been in? He's been, um, Warwick Davis? Yeah. Yeah, he's been a lot, you know, a lot have been in different costumes. He was the, have you ever seen, well, you know, like horror movies, but uh, he was the leprechaun in the leprechaun horror movies. Okay. Um, but he's been, he's been in a lot of other stuff. He was in, let me go back through his IMDB page here. Um, he was in Labyrinth, he was a goblin in Labyrinth. Okay. A, a lot of costume stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was the leprechaun in the leprechaun movies. He was in um, a Star Wars episode. He's been in almost all the Star Wars movies since Return of the Jedi. He was the. Um, oh, with uh, Anakin, little Anakin, when he's working on his Pod Racer, and that little uh, Greedo. Yeah. That little Rodian Greedo. That was him. Green, that was him. Uh, he was also in the stands. When the pod race is over and mm-hmm. people are like throwing their chips around because they've lost the race. He's one of the people that like he throws his arms up because he's yeah. not happy. Um, he was in, oh, what else? He's been in some of the Harry Potter movies. Um, he was. Yeah, and again, I plays, don't um, I don't know the characters, but he plays Professor Flitwick. Yep, he's Flitwick. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he played another wizard in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban.
1: Yeah, I know. He was Flitwick and he was, he's was one of the guys. And then wasn't he one of the gnomes in Harry Potter too? Or am I thinking of someone else?
2: Uh, let's see, he here shows uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, he was Griphook?
1: Yes, that's, Griphook's a, um, a goblin.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay. You gotta read those books. Anyways. I I know, The other funny thing too is a lot of the, a lot of the little people in here, like Vankar, the warrior, Mm -hmm. um, and some of the others, they were also Ewoks in Return of the Jedi, and they were in a lot of the other, a lot of the other movies where you need a smaller person, person of smaller stature, uh, to play a part. So, um, yeah, I, so I, I, kind of final thoughts on Willow here. I The music is awesome. We've already said that. Um, I love the story. And I've yeah, seeing a lot of criticism on here of the story being not yeah, good. But I, I'm like.
1: It's a fantasy. It's like a you fantasy go on a quest. Story that,
2: right. I mean, the heck. The heck's wrong with the quest. And I, I, it's a good quest.
1: I, I mean, the humor was put in a good mm-hmm. spot. Uh, the baby was funny. The baby yeah. was kind of like, like the audience. I don't know. How, how do mm-hmm. I describe this? Whenever there was like a high point of the action, mm-hmm. the baby would kind of cue the audience yeah. into where to go. Like, if here's,
2: here's what you should be thinking.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm, and the, be, yeah, be worried now. Yeah, be worried now, or <laughs> ha ha ha, that's funny, or I'm scared. I'm going to hand
2: you to Mad Mardigan. Huh? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> uh huh. That was good stuff. The other cool thing about this one is that um, the morphing technology that they did, where when she was transforming from different animals, yeah, the, that was the, cool. That was the first time that ever got used.
3: Well, by ILM
2: good. so sure and, I, and I know that they kind of were perfecting it so that they could uh, you know ultimately you get what you got with the T-1000 and Terminator 2 but mm-hmm. I think this was the first time from what I understand this was the first time that that was ever used in a movie where you could morph one character or person or creature into another yeah um and I remember that. I remember, I In fact, I, I believe I remember watching like a behind-the-scenes thing that they might have shown on TV at one point, where they talked about that mm-hmm. and they showed the technology being used. And, and I remember the times where that was always kind of a big deal in like the late '80s, early '90s, which you had that one, you had um, the T1000 in mm-hmm. Terminator Two, mm-hmm. and you had the uh, Michael Jackson video Black or White. Yeah, when they would morph people's faces. Yes. To all yep. The different that people. one was yeah. yeah. And sure. uh, just think I mean, this is the this being the first time that's used, I just thought it was like kinda of cool that that yeah. uh, that was the earliest. And it for that first time being used. I thought it, it looked, looked really good. Didn't look bad. Yeah. Didn't look bad. So thought it good. Yeah. Our other one is child's play. Mm-hmm. And uh, let, me, let me jump on into my notes here on Child's Play. Uh, Child's Play came out 9th of November, 1988, rated R, so slightly different movie than Willow. Tom Holland was the director. He did Fright Night and Twisted Tales. Producer was David Kirshner, who has produced American Tale, Hocus Pocus, and Frailty. Writers on this one were Don Mancini, who did the, both the story and screenplay. Uh, he did pretty much all the Child's Play movies. Yeah. Uh, John Laffia did the screenplay. He did Man's Best Friend and The Blue Iguana. Tom Holland also did the screenplay. He did Psycho 2 and Fright Night. Cinematography by Bill Butler, who did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Jaws, and Grease. And music by Joe Renzetti, who did Poltergeist 3 and Frankenhooker. I... I don't know. I've never seen Frankenhooker. I just wanted to say that on the (laughs) podcast. It's just
1: fun to say. When I
2: look through the list of movies, it's not even one of the ones that like, when they feature on IMDb, they're like, these are the four best movies that this person made. Wasn't in that list, but as I started to look down his list, I'm like, there's a movie called Frankenhooker. Yep. I want to say that. Made it in film school Mm -hmm. with some
1: buddies, you know.
2: Probably. Probably. Um, I hear that Beetroot McKinley was up for a part in that. Uh,
1: (laughs) He should have been. Tank Uh Dong was the stuntman.
2: (laughs) Uh, budget for this one was $9 million, and the box office was $44.2 Katherine yeah. Catherine Hicks played Karen Barkley. She was in Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, and Seventh Heaven. Chris Sarandon played Mike Norris. He was in The Princess Bride and Fight Night. Fight Night. That's something different. Uh, Fright Night. Fight Night in America. Fight Night in America. Fright Night in America. Alex Vincent played Andy Barkley. He was in the Child's Play movies. Brad Dourif, who it was actually his birthday yesterday. So the guy who played Chucky,
0: um,
2: it was his birthday yesterday, he played Charles Lee Ray and the voice of Chucky. He was in Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, He was in the Lord, and I didn't put two and two together for that one, so the serial killer that becomes Chucky was Rima Wormtongue from uh, Two Towers. The guy, the serial killer that dies and becomes Chucky. I'm trying to picture
1: Rima Wormtongue. Wormtongue. Yeah. And I'm getting my pictures off because I thought Warwick Davis was the same guy as Minnie.
2: Um, so you it, know he's he's the one that's kind of got the king, um, yeah, of Rohan under yes. his spell and yeah yeah same yep. guy. I
1: remember the guy. I, I just can't put the face. Okay, yeah,
2: so yeah. that's who it is. Um, Dina Manhoff was Maggie Peterson. She was in Greece and Ordinary People. Tommy Swerdlow was Jack Santos. He was in Spaceballs and Howard the Duck. Uh, Jack Colvin died in two thousand five. Uh, He played Dr. Ardmore, he was in the Incredible Hulk TV show, and Jeremiah Johnson. Neil Guntoli played Eddie Caputo, he was in the Shawshank Redemption and Memphis Belle. And Ed Gale was the Chucky Stunt double, he was one of the, um, I think he was one of the dinks in Spaceballs, and he was Howard the Duck in Howard the Duck. Uh, Critical reception for this one, Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 69%, and the audience rating from CinemaScore was a B. Awards for this one, it won the Saturn Award for Best Actress, Katherine Hicks, and nominated for Best Horror Film, Best Performance by a Younger Actor, and Best Writing. Everyone has a birthday they'll always remember.
3: Can we open my presents
0: now, Mommy? A good guy! I know it! <laughs> I. I'm something. He's something, isn't he? This is Andy's. Time for bed, Andy. Good night, baby. Good night, Aunt Maggie. Good night, Chucky. Everyone knows most accidents happen at home. How did that happen? This is no accident. I'm Detective Mike Norris. Homicide. Andy! Miss Peterson's dead, Miss Barclay. She fell from the kitchen window. Someone's moved in with the Barclay family. <laughs> and so as terror. Okay, I know who was on the counter. Andy, no one... Who, Andy? Chucky. Nobody believes you about Chucky. Yeah. In my hand, I. I, I... Oh, for God's sake. Why won't you believe? Because I'm sane, Mrs. Barkley, sane and rational. No one believes the truth, (laughs) or lives to tell it. There's nothing nice about murder, (laughs) and there's nothing innocent.
2: Child's play. Fugitive Charles Lee Ray. He is uh, escaping through the streets of Chicago, and a local boy. And uh, he ends up in a toy store. And when he's in the in the toy store, all of a sudden he, you know, he kind of has this voodoo spell that he casts and uh, transfers his soul into a good guy doll. And then uh, later on, we meet this widow. Uh, I think you hear a couple of times somebody says that the, the father, the husband, has died. And so that's why she's raising Andy on her own. Um, you know, she is, it's her son's birthday. Here's six-year-old son Andy. It's his birthday, and he wants a good guy doll. But he doesn't get a good guy doll for his birthday. He's super disappointed. And so uh, when his mom is at work the next day, she hears from somebody that there's kind of a homeless guy that's selling stuff down on the street, and he happens to be selling a good guy doll for really cheap. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of meant to be a play on, like, the Cabbage Patch dolls and how crazy things were with Cabbage Patch dolls in the mid to late 80s. And so she buys it, takes it home. Turns out this is the same doll that Charles Lee Ray, the sh- serial killer, had transferred his soul into, and things start to get kind of super creepy from there. And the doll is, is uh, coming to life and kind of vows to go kill everybody that wronged him and, you know, caused him hardship in his former life yeah uh and then ultimately after all that stuff goes through they, they don't quite know people start dying you yeah. know the her friend and, and the babysitter um she dies she gets pushed out of the window at some point point. and there's some ambiguity yeah. as to whether or not they think the boy actually caused somehow this six-year-old pushed somebody out of a window yeah. um there's an explosion at a house and somebody dies um and so everybody's kind of back and forth on well it, the boy did it you know It's a doll doesn't kill people, so the boy yeah. did it. Yeah. And uh, as the movie goes on, you you get uh, you get the you get the sense that the doll is wanting to get revenge on all these people, and, and ultimately the doll uh, discovers that to become a human, uh, he needs to kill the first person, or he needs to take over the body of the first person that yeah. saw him, uh, or he that he revealed himself to. So uh, find out that's the boy. So he's gonna need to do this like voodoo. Uh, voodoo spell kind of thing to take over the boy's body and I guess grow up again. I went to
3: the
1: witch doctor
2: okay, <laughs> I was just gonna let you keep going. Yeah.
1: I always get the lyrics wrong when yeah. I say that I, I like get the timing off. Uh huh.
2: Of all, right. all right. That's okay. Um so yeah, and then you have the like the final showdown in the uh, in the apartment building and uh, there's a lot of throwing dolls in uh, fireplaces and, and people a tripping lot of over things, tripping to over things what the heck, and, and, kind of and shooting and baseball bats and mm-hmm. knives and
3: uh,
2: all kinds of stuff. And in the end, in the end, Chucky gets his head blown off and, uh, you know, they do eventually, you know, cut him to pieces and burn him up and, and all that stuff. So things work out okay in the end, but uh, there's a lot of death and dismemberment along the way. Yeah. So... You're not good with scary movies.
1: Horrible movies aren't my genre. I'm yeah. sorry, horror movies are <laughs> not my genre, John, I'm just going
2: to uh-huh. say. So I, I also had never seen this movie. Yeah, I remember and, that, yeah. And you had not seen this movie. So what initial reactions? Because this is, I think this is a, when when people think of iconic 80s horror yeah. movies, this is, and, and, and people get freaked out by dolls and things like that anyway. Yeah. I think this is probably one of the first movies that had a, a living doll or yeah. a toy yeah. as the thing that was going to try to come kill you. I know the original Poltergeist had some dolls in yeah. it that came to life and, and all that. But um, whenever I see somebody like do a, a, a painting or a picture of 80s horror movie stuff, there's always Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. There's always Jason from the Friday the 13th mm-hmm. movies. There's always, um, you know, Leatherface from the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. There's always Chucky, the mm-hmm. doll. He's always in there with these other kind of 80s Guys. horror movie monster things. So it's, it's fairly iconic. But we didn't watch it until 2018. So what's your, uh, what's your initial take on Child's Play?
1: Well, they gave it all away in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. They're chasing the bad guy. And I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, all right, they're chasing this guy down then he grabs the doll and starts saying all the mumbo-jumbo. And it's just like, well, that combined with 30 years of this being part of the pop culture, I'm like, okay, well, that gave it all you away. You it all. <laughs> it's done. I uh-huh. know exactly what's going to happen in the next scene. Like, uh, yes, he's going to jump out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course he's sitting there in a the car. Of course he's going for the kid. Mm-hmm. Of course they think the kid's going to do it. I mean, it really, that was kind of like a, why did they do it that way? Now, I'm not a big fan of horror movies, so... I don't know why it's like, well, you know, why why would I suggest this? But it's like I, I think they, they could have done something more to make you guess whether, is this kid going nuts or what? And and I know there were a couple of different plot. Funny you mentioned that. Yeah, <laughs> I know, and they had a couple of different versions out mm-hmm. there,
2: I know. Um, that was the original script. Okay. The original script, and I, I, from what I could tell, there's there was a bit of, Controversy or contention over the writing credits in this movie. Yeah, I, I, either I think like some of the writers tried to sue the director or, or whatever it was that was happening. But um, the writer, Don Mancini, his original script was meant to be more of a mystery.
3: Yeah,
2: more of a you were left guessing. You didn't know from the beginning that this doll was possessed. Yeah, you were left guessing. Well, a, a, a doll doesn't kill people, so mm-hmm. this this child must be doing it. But then there would be things along the way that are making you question, like, well, could a could a kid really do that? Yeah. But the, that's a doll. Dolls don't dolls don't come to life. So it was meant to yeah. be more of a mystery originally. It was more of a mystery in that is this a living demonic doll or yeah. is, is it the boy that's cracked? And I guess the the sense that they had going through the movie was that instead of him being a serial killer who had transferred his consciousness over to a doll the original idea was that this doll was meant to be like something had happened so that all of the anger inside the little boy from you know having his from having his dad die to being left alone by a mom who works all the time yeah not having friends at school and there was supposed to be more that kind of showed the kid being angry inside Mm -hmm. and that that anger brought the doll to life yeah. And that was kind of the original, you know, you'd go further into the movie and then you'd find out, no, actually his anger brought this doll to life and that's yeah. what's been killing people. And so originally I think it was meant to be more of a, yeah. a mystery and kind of movie, mystery I'm, horror. And
1: I'm glad that it wasn't so I could actually mm-hmm. get through it because yeah. yeah, i would probably freak out. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have watched it. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have watched it. But yeah. then the genre, it's just not my thing. Like yeah. the slasher thing and, you know, the yeah. thing. Um, was it well done? I don't, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... Mm-hmm. I didn't like the doll hitting the kid in the head with the, the bat. I mean, the, yeah. the bat. I was yeah. I was really like, yeah, we don't need to have that in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really, I just did not like that part.
2: I, I got to say, I get upset seeing a higher Rotten Tomatoes score on this movie than on Willow. Yeah. When Willow gets a 48% and I'm looking at this one and I'm seeing a 69%, yeah. like, okay, hold on. <laughs> yeah, you know
1: what? Is that critics or is that audience? That's critics. Okay, yeah. so yeah. I just, that's the internet. Right. I'm just, that's going to be my tagline. Sorry, oh, yeah. I'm just yeah, yeah. stupid internet. But, I mean... You know, and I'll finish up my rant and let you get a word in Edwise. I no, apologize. No, no, no. But, yeah, I didn't like seeing the kid thumped on the head um, with the bat. I, I, that wasn't nice. cool. Mm-hmm. There was too many, the, maybe it's a horror cliche, people running and tripping over things. Yeah. And, okay, so the doll's low, but that doesn't mean the doll has every advantage that it's mm-hmm. going to, like, disappear and you can't, right. you know, find it. And, and, you know, where where is it coming from? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we. Mm-hmm. it's like... Uh, you know, the, the people seemed incompetent. I thought, you know, the, the police officers were just kind of, like, just bumbling. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of bumbled into stuff. Right. And that was their portrayal. And now maybe I've just watched too much Blue Bloods. But, uh, you know, most of the time I would imagine police officers, at least the ones in the movies, mm-hmm. are going to, like, you know, hmm. Okay, maybe you're a raiding lunatic, maybe you're not, but how did you get that bruise on your arm? Mm-hmm. Let's investigate. Something freaked you out. You know, let's let's go get to the bottom of this, and then like each guy just stumbles in, and you know, it it really just uh, didn't fire on all thrusters. And like I said, it, it's not quite my genre. So the stuff that I'm getting annoyed about, mm-hmm. I, I know are kind of like secondary to telling a horror story. You know, it's yeah. like we having bumbling cops. That's adds to the narrative. Right. The kid getting hit in the head. That adds to the narrative. You know, and for me. It's just kind of either annoying, or the case with the kid, just like yeah, okay, I'm done with this. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to see that.
2: Yeah. So,
1: anyways, that was my take on it. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I I think my problem with this one is, I had n- I had never watched any of the I never watched this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I didn't obviously watch it when it came out because I was, you know, seven years old, eight years mm-hmm. old. Um, but I also never really watched the child's play movies. The first time that I saw a child's play movie was when I worked at a movie theater. Um, this was in college, like right before, either right before or right at the beginning of grad school. So it was about 2004. Okay. And there was a Chucky movie that came out. It was called Seed of Chucky. Mm-hmm. And it was before that, there had been a movie in the late 80s called Bride of Chucky. And right. there was like a female doll that then came to life and helped him kill people. And, uh, so then in, uh, in seed of Chucky, then it was that, uh, Chucky and, um, uh, let's see, Chucky and what was her name? Tiffany? Yeah, I think Tiffany was the other doll. And, um. Uh, the idea... Well, actually, here, I I pulled it up. Uh, this film is set six years after Child's Play 3 and Bride of Chucky and follows a young doll named Glenn, the son of Chucky and Tiffany, resurrecting his parents and causing chaos.
1: The heck is... What, so, I mean, <laughs> I just don't get this. Well,
2: and and the problem is um, this one was the last Child's Play that they put out in theaters, and I worked at the theater while this one was in theaters, so I remember I... Like, I and that's back when movies were still on film. So I, I put that film together and I was a projectionist. So I, I put it all together, spliced the whole thing together and when we were done, we had to like watch through the movies or we'd see bits and pieces as we started up the projectors and then had to go check on them every few minutes to yeah. make sure everything was running fine. So I saw this movie and saw bits and pieces of, the, of Seed of Chucky when I was working at the movie theater. And at that point... The child's play movies had become comedies. Yeah. Like they were horror comedies. Yeah, okay that And that's sense. the first child's play movie I saw, and that it was kind of a funny horror movie, and it was very campy and, and it was kind of, that was it was playing off the joke of itself. And like a Gremlins 2. Right, right, exactly. That's the first one I saw. So I think I'm at a disadvantage watching this one. Thinking, oh, well, I know what child's play movies are like. They're funny.
3: Mm-hmm. Like
2: people are getting killed and everything, but they're funny. It's meant to be funny. So when I go back and I watch this one, I don't. I wasn't able to detach myself from having seen Seed of Chucky first mm-hmm. and thinking of it as a horror comedy and going to watch this one and realizing, oh wait a minute, this isn't supposed to be a comedy. Mm-hmm. I. But I can't watch it without thinking of the other one as a comedy. So yeah. I, I just I had a really hard time taking this one seriously and thinking was. People people would have been scared mm-hmm. by any of this, so mm-hmm. I I don't know. So to me, I I mean, it's not. Was it entertaining? Sure, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not gonna go watch it again. I probably am not gonna watch unless somebody tricks me into it. I'm not gonna watch any of the other Chucky movies. I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. I, there's plenty of other good horror movies. I'll go watch if I need to, but uh, I I think I'm good on the Chucky movies. Um, so it just doesn't have that. It didn't it didn't hold up for me. You know, being a movie from 1988 to today, we sometimes ask, you know, does this movie hold up 30 years later? And it didn't hold up for me, but I think that's my fault. I think Mm -hmm. it's my fault for having seen them out of order and seeing when they've switched genres like that to a comedy. I saw the comedy first, so I think that'd be difficult. I think that would be difficult to watch like a Gremlins two and then watch Gremlins, right? And go back and be like, oh wait a minute, Gremlins is supposed to have some parts that are scary, right? Eh, Not really. Right. So I, I think maybe that's where I'm... I I almost don't want to criticize the movie and say it wasn't scary mm-hmm. when maybe that's just my fault for having watched them out of order. You're you're giving it the, it's not you, it's me. I, it's not you, it's me. Mm-hmm. I Don't call me, I'll call you. Yeah. 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 So, I, I mean, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Actors were fine in it. I think that may have been one of the first things I'd seen Chris Sarandon in other than uh, Princess Bride.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So. And that was... He was uh, he was the cop in this one, the detective that was kind of helping her out. Yeah. At the very and he was there at the very end. He was yeah. the one that realized that yes, this is the doll. Yeah, right yeah, and, and then what, and he was, was the, the uh, he was Prince Humperdinck. He was Prince in, Humperdinck. Uh, okay. And uh, Princess Bride. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the doll that killed him, he's bluffing. I knew he was bluffing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's I, I, that's kind of my take on. Yeah. Child's I, play is I'm sure maybe at the time it was an iconic maybe, 80s horror movie yeah. villain type thing but i i watched them out of order so i think i
1: you'd have to get a horror person in here mm-hmm. that would be able to
2: Now there say. is a there is a child's play TV series mm-hmm. that they're thinking of making so apparently it's it's being uh being produced i don't yeah. know um I was trying to look up and see where where it's going to come out, but um,
1: well, it's it's kind of like you know, a, like a
2: Sci-Fi channel or something like that, yeah. but but it's sort of like Ash, yeah,
1: you know, Army of Darkness and Evil Dead. I mean, yeah. I saw Evil Dead Part Two, and I was kind of like, yeah, guys, I I, I don't know, I, I guess I see some of this, and then mm-hmm. you guys are like, oh, well, you've definitely got to see Army of Darkness because when yeah. you see Army of Darkness, right. that's going to be and then so it's maybe like, the Child's
2: Play TV series won't be bad.
1: Well, yeah, or, or maybe that's, it maybe that, or maybe just there's certain people that they get into it and it's a cult thing and they just mm-hmm. they like it. And I mean, yeah. Army of Darkness <laughs> fired
2: on all cylinders. I thought it was funny. There, there was the Ash versus Evil Dead with the puppet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you could make that puppet go the entire series, then it would be like a child's play TV series. Well, yeah, and and I can't say.
1: I mean, maybe I'm a hypocrite because mm-hmm. it's like I love the Ash stuff and I love the Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. But that that was that was funny. To me. I mean, I was entertaining. Right. right. This wasn't so entertained.
2: Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I tell you when I went to go see Bruce Campbell, somebody was dressed up as Ash. Yeah. From Ash versus Evil from Army of Darkness and Ash yeah. versus Evil Dead, and he had the puppet, that like it was awesome. an exact replica That's of awesome. the Ash puppet. <laughs> That's awesome. That's outstanding. Was he? That did, was did money someone, well spent. Did someone we,
1: acknowledge him? To did uh, Bruce Campbell acknowledge, him, or was it just he, he, he might have?
2: Him? I don't know. Okay. He, he was sitting a little bit further back in the theater, so unless, well, actually, Bruce Campbell did come. He did come like walking by kind of where I was sitting. But that's awesome. Um I don't know if you saw the guy, but oh. yeah, it was it was pretty cool. All right. Well, so I, I think consensus on child's play is eh if you like it, you know, we don't want to badmouth it if you like it, but if you like it, you like it and that's totally fine. But I think it just for us seeing it in twenty eighteen, for you never having seen it before Yeah eh, didn't do much for you. And you're not a horror guy anyway. Right. And uh, admittedly yeah. so. So I mean if yeah. what I'm
1: describing to you sounds fun and entertaining then right. you'll go think- watch it. We'll you want to watch dolls kill people, then... Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, my grandmother used to have a bedroom, a guest bedroom in her, in her house, full of dolls. Yeah. Tons of dolls. Yeah. And some very lifelike yeah. looking. No one ever wanted to even go in that room. No. Nope. No one ever wanted to sleep in that room. No. Nope. It was a very, very creepy room. Are you creeped out by dolls? Maybe. Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it, you know, you start thinking about it, but I mean, I remember, yeah, there were dolls and stuff. I remember my aunt when my grandma's house they had sold my grandma's house or whatever and sum, there was a doll that was in the family mm-hmm. she brought it down to my mom my mom's like I don't want that thing so <laughs> it was down in my basement and my folks were laughing about like yeah it's gonna, we're going to take turns whose house we leave the doll at mm-hmm. you know and it's it's apparently a really nice one expensive and mm-hmm. you know it's like an old you know so anyways I like grabbed a knife and stuck it in the doll's hand before I left that <laughs> night and you know they found it the next day and the doll That's was sitting there with the knife and uh-huh. you know just stuff like that so I don't know if it creeps me out I'm not quite surrounded by it like mm-hmm. I mean my kids my ki- you know my kids never really had dolls they're all basically like animals yeah. you know that yeah. you know dinosaurs and Daniel's got this big shark that looks like it's gonna bite your head off
2: yeah yeah I don't okay yeah so we um, my my aunt I have two aunts on my dad's side of the family and uh, one of them passed away this last October mm-hmm. and it, they were always terrified of the dolls in that yeah. room. They're just like, those dolls creep me out. Like, this is don't. your grandma's
1: house? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: they're like, don't get me anywhere near those, near those dolls. They creep me out. I, I hate them. I just, ugh. And I'm okay saying this because my grandma doesn't listen to podcasts. So right. I don't think she's going to listen to this. Okay, good, yeah. Which, because she's not supposed to know this anyway. So when my aunt passed away, suddenly in October, it was it was unexpected, um, she she had always hated those dolls. Hate And it was kind of a running gag between her and her sister that... They hated those dolls, and and she's like, "Don't you ever? I don't ever want to see one of those dolls. I don't just keep them away from me." As a joke, and this is how my family is. As a joke, my surviving aunt took one of those dolls and put it in the casket ah. <laughs> with my aunt. That's hilarious. And so she is currently buried with one of the <laughs> with one dolls. of the I don't know dolls. if she took the doll out before they yeah. buried her but yeah, she did and she's like she's like I I need you to cuz my grandmother couldn't make it to the funeral um cuz she couldn't travel, she wasn't able to. And uh, so my, my aunt said um she said if it's okay with with her husband can you take a picture of her in the open casket so we can take that back to Grandma? And if Grandma yeah. wants to see a picture of how she looked and everything, then we'll do that. She said, "But can you just make sure that you crop out the doll? Yeah. I don't want Grandma to see." Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That I put one of her dolls in the that's in hilarious. the casket with her as a as a joke. It's like there. I finally because I guess what they would do is like they would send each other the dolls as yeah. a joke. It's like here, here's a creepy doll for you. Yeah. No, here's one for you. And like she put it in there. She's like, you know what? Boom. Yeah, it's going last on one.
1: In <laughs> closing it down. Yep.
2: yep. All right, so what do we got coming up? We got. Uh, let me jump into my notes here and see what we got coming up. This mm-hmm. is the end mm-hmm. of our. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think mm-hmm. we're gonna I, we're gonna see if we can try to do at some point a Black Panther yeah, episode. Yeah, we gotta do if, a Black if Panther. If we can't, I don't know, but I want to try to do one. Uh, maybe we can. I don't know if there's a day this week, like knock out an hour or so or something. I don't know. We try uh, to do something. See if Dennis is available. Yeah. Um, but this is gonna be the end of our kind of big and small movies for the month. If we don't end up doing a Black Panther episode, I think for next week. Um, That's when we were on spring break, so I'm thinking we may just take a break from the podcast if we don't get a chance to do a Black Panther one, um, because the problem we're running into is Ready Player One comes out in, like, a week and a half, So, um, and I think we definitely are going to need to talk about Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more of an 80s thing anyway, So, and that's kind of our vibe. So, uh, so anyway, if, if this is uh, the end of our month of March for our movies, then looking ahead to next month, if you want to start uh, watching movies ahead of time, uh, next month is our Let's Get Weird month. Bam. And this is the month where I was just like, there are some weird movies that I'm not sure what category they fit into, so I'm just going to put them in April. And April's gonna be our let's get weird month. Right. So let's do uh, it. April April is probably when we're gonna talk about Ready Player One, because it comes out on March 29th, so we won't have a chance to do it in mm-hmm. March. Um, we're gonna be doing Last Temptation of Christ, which I think Dennis definitely wanted to talk about that one. Yeah. Because he uh, he likes that he liked that movie, appreciated that movie. Uh, Dead Ringers, so Last Temptation of Christ and Dead Ringers will be our first episode of the uh, of the month of April. And then Ready Player One we'll probably do in the second week of April. And then uh, on the April 18th, the third week of April, we'll be doing Return of the Killer Tomatoes and Tape Heads. And then uh, not quite sure yet what we're going to do uh, for the other week in April, but we'll have something fun for you, uh, either 80s-related or related to 1988 in general. So yeah. we'll, we got something, something we'll throw in there, but I'm not 100% sure yet. Um, and then if you are looking a little bit further ahead to May... Um, I feel like May is going to be a little bit more your speed. Okay. May's, May's, May's gonna be. May, May is a lot of new movies. Ooh. So we're going to have to go to the movie theater. Han Solo? Yeah.
1: Oh, and uh, uh, Infinity War will yeah. have been out. It will have
2: been out because it's coming out in, in yeah. April yeah. now. So. Did you say
1: that? Did I just blank on that?
2: I didn't say that right okay, now. Okay, good. I'm making yeah. sure because I was oh, looking at yeah. my calendar kind of yeah. listening
1: in the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, okay.
2: So May is our Cops and Aliens month. Ho, ho, mm mm-hmm. May is uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. Uh, Red Heat and Colors. Oh boy. Maniac Cop and Alien Nation. Maniac Cop is a Bruce Campbell movie. Okay. So that <laughs> that might be fun. Be, the, um, best the problem is I can't find a copy of it. Oh. Like usually I try to find a free copy at the library that I can watch and then pass around it. Library? They don't. In I, libraries? Libraries don't have. I can't find any library that has huh. it. So I have up to upload it around. Uh, you put the feelers out. See what uh-huh. you can. See what you can find.
1: I'm gonna put the uh, Wakanda Library on
2: it. All right. Oh, Wakanda Forever. Darn tootin'. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after Maniac Comp and Alienation, I'm looking forward to seeing Alienation Because yeah. I used to watch that TV series. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know that I've ever seen the movie movie. So Never. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, uh, Deadpool 2. <laughs> Deadpool 2 will be out in May. Took a second for me to process, but uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then finally finishing off the month of May was Solo, A Star Wars Story. So okay. That's going to be a good month. Yes. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. That sounds pretty exciting. And then jumping ahead even further, and, and I'll, we'll stop here for now, but jumping ahead a little bit further are uh, four movies that we're going to do for June. The Great Outdoors. Yes. And Coming to America. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. F-U-2. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, The Adventures of Baron Munchausen and Beetlejuice. Okay. And I, I think John's old enough that I'm going to try to watch Beetlejuice with him. Okay. Nora, not so much. She's, she's not going to... She wouldn't do well with Beetlejuice. Okay. But I kind of feel like John would like it. Right. Not watching Coming to America with any of the kids. No. No. They need to
1: grow up and earn that one. Yes.
2: Yes. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it for now.
1: I think we covered it all. I
2: think we got it all. I mean... All right. If there's anything we missed, please feel free to get in touch with us. You can go to 30podcast.com. Uh, subscribe to the show. We're on iTunes and Google Play and all those other fun places. Um, but uh, if you go to 30podcast.com, that's got all the other ways to get in touch with us. There is our voicemail line that you can find there. Um, and uh, if you want to call in, leave us some audio feedback. We'll play it on the show and respond to it. Um won't talk to any of us. It's just a voicemail line. Yep. So if you're like feeling the pressure of, well, I don't want to interrupt them while they're having dinner with their families, you won't. You won't, just don't worry. Straight you'll, through to voicemail. we will be talking so, at us. And so we appreciate you all. Thank you for listening. Uh, like I said, we will be back here next time, either with Black Panther, if we are able to get around to it. If not, we're taking a break next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll be back after that with our movies in April, Last Temptation of Christ, Dead Ringers, Ready Player One, Return of the Killer Tomatoes, and Tape Heads. So until then be excellent to each other and go watch some good movies. And thank you, Pat. Thank you, John. This was fun. All right. See you all next time.